0: When people in your ecosphere become wealthier, typically, so do you. You ever hear the phrase, a rising tide lifts all ships? When you help other people get wealthier around you, when you create policies where other people around you get wealthier, you automatically increase your chances of getting even wealthier by doing it. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Chris Arter Show. It's another Money Monday here where we absolutely believe that both prosperity and generosity can and must coexist. All right, so I had people here for the long holiday weekend, Lori and I did, and we take everybody on this long walk. We call it the loop here at the Lake House, and it's a four and a half, sometimes creeps up on five-mile loop, and it's one of my, Lori's of my favorite walks for sure. So when people visit, we're like, come on, walk the loop with us. We have magic conversations, you know, it's just farmland and and it's way up on a hill and you can overlook the lake and it's a beautiful walk and it it creates beautiful conversation. So we did it with our guests and we started talking about wealth and money and how it works. And I just went down a few rabbit holes with them and I realized, wow, far less people than you expect know some of these mind-blowing truths about money. And As I was having this conversation with everybody, I thought, you know, I'm going to do an episode about this. This needs to be talked about with everybody, these three mind-blowing truths about money. Because I thought, well, if it surprised them, then it's probably going to surprise a lot of you. And these are very important things to know. So I figured I'd share a few of these with you today uh, in hopes of inspiring you and, and making you realize you're much closer to becoming abundant. And you are much closer to being wealthy than you probably think. All right. So three mind-blowing truths about money. Here's number one. You ready for this? It only takes $500 to make a million. It only takes $500 to make a million. Come on, Chris, what are you talking about? Here's what I mean. If you were to invest $500 a month into a simple low-fee index fund, at the normal rate of return that index funds have averaged since we started tracking them, which is 10.87%, that $500 a month would turn into a million dollars in 28 years. 1.087 million to be exact. $500 a month for 28 years put in a simple index fund turns into over a million bucks in 28 years. Now, I know that sounds like a long time, but it's not. If you're 20, you're gonna have over a million bucks at 48 If you're 30, you're going to have over a million dollars at 58. If you're 40, you're going to have over a million dollars at 68, the normal retirement age. Now, here's where it gets mind-blowing. Leave it in there for just 10 more years, from 28 to 38 years. And instead of it being a million bucks, that $500 a month becomes $3.3 million dollars. Now, $3.3 million, some of you are like, whoa, that's a ton of money. Others are like, hey, that's not that much. But let's not forget that in theory, if you just left that money invested, that would be kicking off over 300 grand a year in investment income, in interest for you to live off of. And I remember talking about this with a group and they're like, my God, it's really not that difficult, is it? Just $500 a month turns into over a million dollars in 28 years or over $3.3 million dollars in 38 years. And it's not even the 3.3 million that's exciting. It's the 300 grand a month that it would kick off for you forever after that. Now, something else related to this that'll blow your mind. Of that million dollars that you would have 28 years later by just investing $500 a month, only $168,000 of that million bucks is money that you contributed $500 a month, 28 years, only adds up to $168,000. The other $919,000, because remember it's $10.087 million, is pure profit. It's just interest that grew because of the, the, the compounding factor. What? Think about that. Out of $1.087 million, you only contribute $168,000. And the other over nine hundred dollars comes from... Your patience comes from compounding interest. That's free money in my book. If you have patience, you can create free money. This really just illustrates the power of consistency plus compounding. And this is what I wish somebody would have driven through my freaking head when I was 20 years old. The power of consistency and compounding, just $500 a month. Anyone could find $500 a month. When I was 20 years old, I could have easily found $500 a month, either by increasing my earnings, right? Get a little side hustle, or by cutting my spending because I wasted a lot of money, or a combination of both. But everybody listening, even if you are in a dire financial situation, you could find, if you wanted to, $500 a month, put it away, and have a million dollars 28 years later, or 3.3 million dollars, 38 years later. Okay. Mind-blowing truth about money. Number two is this money is infinite. There is no limited supply. There is no just certain tangible pie. And when you take a slice, somebody goes without money is infinite. Let me repeat this. Money is infinite. You do not take from anyone else in order to create more wealth for yourself. Let me repeat that. You do not take from anyone else in order to create more wealth for yourself. For some of you, this might need to be a daily mantra. Now, how can this be? Well, you have to first understand that money as we use it today is fictional. Hate to break your heart, but it's not real. It's what they call fiat currency. It's not actually backed by anything. It's not actually attached to any asset like it used to be when we were on the gold standard. Is that scary? Yes, but... That's where we are today. So might as well take advantage of it, right? So here's an example to help you understand why money is infinite. When you buy one share of stock, let's say you buy a share of Apple stock at $100 and you sit on it for a while and Apple does well and their stock value goes from $100 to $200 per share. You just created $100 in new extra wealth without taking anything from anyone. It's infinite. It grows. And some of you might listen and say, well, that's not true because to get your $100 profit, you'd have to sell that Apple stock for $200. And yeah, you would. But the person that you sell it to, you're selling them an equal value of stock worth $200. They give you $200 cash. They get a share of stock worth $200. So they're not without anything. You follow me? Nobody goes without when your wealth goes up. Here's another example. This one might really blow your mind. Most people actually don't realize this. This is one of the dopest parts about actually starting companies, raising money and taking them public. When someone starts a company, the stock is worth $0 in that moment when you start your company. But as soon as you sell off any of that stock, to raise money, to grow the company, or as soon as you take it and go public, that stock instantly has a value which is created out of thin air. Stay with me. Here's what I mean. If I start a company, a corporation, a C-corp, and I issue 25 million shares of stock at day one, and you have to put some value on it. So let's say I said each share of stock was one one-hundredth of a penny, not even a penny, one one-hundredth of a penny. Those 25 million shares on day one would only be worth about 2,500 bucks. Yay, basically $0, right? 25 million shares is worth 2,500 bucks. But as soon as I section off some of those shares and sell them to raise money, Let's say I sold 5 million out of the 25 million shares at $1 per share to raise $5 million in capital. That value of $1 per share is now applied to all the shares in the company. So I have now created $25 million of brand new worth out in the world. I hold 20 million of it, the shareholders hold 5 million of it. Like, do you follow the the amazingness of this? On paper, in that situation, If you started a company with 25 million shares of stock at one one one-hundredth of a penny and then went out and sold five million shares at a dollar a share and put that money towards growing the company, the minute somebody gave you a dollar per share, all 25 million shares became worth a dollar per share and you just created $25 million out of thin air. Insane. Also, to help you understand this, you got to understand that wealth is on paper. Wealth is on paper. It's a bunch of ones and zeros on the computer, off in the ethos. It's just whatever a ledger says it is. And so once you realize that your wealth is just on paper, it's just a bunch of ones and zeros in a computer, then you realize that there truly is enough to go around. As a matter of fact, the wealthiest of wealthy people, they don't sell their assets in order to access their wealth. They never take it off paper. They never convert it from ones and zeros on the computer to go out and enjoy their wealth. Do you know what they do? This will be another mind-blowing fact about money. They borrow against their assets. Yep. See, everything you're taught by the banks, everything you're taught in school, everything you're taught by everybody else who's not a cajillionaire. it's wrong. They teach you what? Never borrow money. Quote: work hard, save money. And I'm about to, to mind blow the idea of saving money in a minute here. But that's what you're taught, except the problem is this. The wealthiest people I know, they never cash in their assets in order to spend them. They borrow against them. I have a dear friend. I'm not going to name him, but he has hundreds of millions of dollars. And he took $100 million and he invested it with an investment bank, right? He said, okay, investment bank, here's my $100 million. I want you to take it and I want you to go grow it. And they said, no problem. We're going to go grow this because of the size of it. And we're going to give you returns around 14 or 15% a year. So that means every year he's going to earn 14 or $15 million interest on his $100 million that's invested with him. Now, that's not the mind-blowing part. The mind-blowing part is this. The investment bank says to him, hey, man, I know you're going to want to access your wealth. And so whatever you stake with us, in this case, $100 million, we're going to give you an automatic line of credit secured by your investment, equal to your investment. So when he handed them the $100 million to invest that they took, and they're now making 14 15% a year interest on for him, They also opened up a line of credit equal to that $100 million. Here you go, man, blank check, up to 100 million bucks. Whatever you wanna do at 2% interest. So think about what he did. He just doubled his 100 million to 200 million because he can take that line of credit for $100 million that's secured by the other $100 million that's invested and he can double dip. He can go invest that second 100 million, borrow it at 2%, make 10 or 12% on it. Or he can buy things with it or live with it at less than what the rate of inflation is. The wealthiest people don't sell their assets to enjoy them. They borrow against them. It's a whole banking system that you and I aren't even privy to yet. And by the way, the last point around money being infinite is this, when people in your ecosphere become wealthier, typically, so do you. You ever hear the phrase, a rising tide lifts all ships? When you help other people, get wealthier around you, when you create policies where other people around you get wealthier, you automatically increase your chances of getting even wealthier by doing it. That's because as the economy around you starts to have more disposable income, it starts to create more people that are able to buy your product or service. So my point is this, if money truly is infinite, then you should want those in your economy to get richer. And they should want the same for you because there is more than enough to go around. All right, mind-blowing fact number three. Understanding a bit of the banking system. This will blow your mind. I'll start by saying this. It's better to be a lender than a saver. Except, what of the banks and what of school and what have your parents always taught you? Save your money, put it in a savings account. You see all the ads, online savings account. We're gonna pay you more than the regular physical bank does. Save, save, save. Why do you think that is? Here's why. A bank is allowed to lend your deposits 10 times over. Guys, that's the law. The bank can create money to the extent of 10 times its deposits. That's right. They have a 10% reserve mandate and they can lend out the rest. So if you deposit $1,000 at your bank because you fell for the old, hey, put it in savings, keep it safe here. If you deposit $1,000 at your bank, the bank can lend out 900 bucks of it and keep only $100 of your money in the bank to be compliant. You think you have a grand in there, but you don't. You only have $100 in there. Remember, the rest is just ones and zeros in a computer. Don't believe me? Check this out. A couple of years ago, I went to a large national bank and I walked in. And I said, hey, I'd like $200,000 of my own money out of one of my accounts, please. And it was just a fraction of what was in there. Right? So it's not like I was clearing out the account or anything like that. I just wanted $200,000 of my own money in cash. And they said, I'm sorry, we, we can't do it. And then when they got the manager and they, that manager went and got a manager and they said, I'm sorry, we can't do it. We don't have that much actual cash on hand to give you this afternoon. It would take one to two business days. And if you want to come back in one to two business days, then we can have your $200,000 waiting for you. Mind-blowing, right? Scary also, correct? But... Back to my fun fact, they can lend your deposits out 10 times over. You might have caught where I said that if you deposit $1,000, they can lend 900 And you might have said, wait a minute, that's not 10 times over. But here's how it works. Remember, they have a 10% reserve mandate. They just have to keep 10% of deposits in the bank. So assuming you put $1,000 in, they keep $100 of it in the bank, and they lend out $900 to another person who banks at their bank, where does that money go? it goes into their checking account. So the bank essentially just created another $900 in deposits. It's, it's fictional money. Do you get it? And then they only have to keep 10% of that new $900. So they keep 90 bucks of that person's money in the bank and they can lend out 810 to the next person. And if that next person also happens to bank at their bank and have an account there, then all they did was create another $810 in new deposits for the bank. So, so far, you're 1000 has created a $1,000 deposit, a $900 deposit, and an $810 deposit without anybody actually bringing new money to the bank. Mind-blowing. So if you kept this pattern up, right? The bank keeps 81 of the 810, lends out another 729, and so on. If you kept this pattern up, then you would figure out that they could lend your initial deposit 10 times over. In other words, they can lend $10,000 if you deposit 1000 Now, why is that important? Why do I say it's better to be a lender than a saver? Well, to start, the fact that you can lend fictional money that you don't actually have if you're a bank is mind-blowing enough. But do the math, and then you'll really have your mind blown. Because you deposit $1,000 into your savings account, you get what, like 1% interest? That means for having your $1,000 in the account, they're going to pay you $10 a year. 1% interest. Well, they take your $1,000, and they lend it out 10 times that deposit, right? So they can lend $10,000 because you put $1,000 in at 5, 6% if it's a mortgage, 10, 15% or 19 or 20% if it's a credit card. That means on average, the bank will make 10 to 20% on lending $10,000 while paying you only 1% on your $1,000. They literally make $1,000 to $2,000 in interest each year on your $1000 while they pay you 10 bucks. They are renting your $1000 for 10 bucks. 10 bucks and making a $1000 to $2000 profit from it. That's your reward for saving. It makes them rich. That's why saving sucks. Invest, don't save. And lending is a great form of investing in order to get awesome returns. And it's why I'm building this peer-to-peer lending app to give regular people the chance to lend money. I cannot wait for this thing to come out because we're going to flip everything upside down on the banks. We're creating a marketplace where you get to be the lender if you want and you get to help other people out. And you're not going to be the victim letting somebody else lend out your money 10 times over and make all the money while you sit there and get pennies for it. Anyways, all of this spawned from this five-mile walk that I did as people were visiting us this weekend. And I thought, you know, everybody deserves to, quote, come on this walk. Like, everyone needs to know this stuff. And that's why I shared it with you today. And if you liked it, please share it with somebody. And don't forget, if you always want me to keep your mind straight when it comes to money, I'll send you a positive money mantra every single morning that I wake up. All you gotta do is text me the word daily to 310-421-0416. Text me the word daily to 310 again 310-421-0416 in the meantime thanks for listening always love and appreciate you thanks for listening and if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous please pass them on to me